This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. This is the Learn Jazz Standards Podcast, episode 76. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. What's up? My name is Bryn. I am the jazz musician behind the website LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog and a podcast all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. And I want to thank you from wherever you're listening from in the world. We have a huge international audience, and I'm so glad I'm excited to be serving you week after week with some more great Content. Now, I just got back from a little two week European vacation. I'm feeling a little refreshed, although quite jet lagged today. But I'm also just super excited, super geared up for another great stint of work and and just serving you, my audience, uh, with whatever help you possibly need. And so, on today's episode 76, I have a really important topic to talk about today. Something that I believe is, is something that every musician, no matter what kind of music you play, should be doing, should be facing. And that is playing with musicians who are better than you. So today's episode is five huge benefits of playing with musicians better than you. A lot of musicians have a fear of playing with musicians who are more talented, more accomplished, or more experienced than them. And that's a very natural reaction. You know, we avoid that jam session. We avoid taking that gig. We avoid uh, asking that better player if you can have a little bit of time to, to play with them, to jam with them, because you fear of being judged or you fear uh, of not being able to hang, all sorts of things that cloud your mind when approached with this. But when it comes down to it, if you really want to improve and improve quickly as a jazz musician, as a musician in general, one of the best things you can possibly do for yourself is to simply put yourself in situations where you're going to be challenged by musicians that have more experience and more talent than you do. And, and by doing this, it's going to help raise the bar for you, help you improve your musicianship on a level you may not even have imagined you could. So I'm going to be talking all about that today. Now, you can find today's show notes at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode seven, six, if you'd like to check that out. All right. Now, without further ado, let's jump in to today's topic. play a gig every single month, once a month, at a great jazz club, lounge, bar in New York City called Fat Cat. Now this gig, I look forward to playing this gig every single month for a multitude of reasons, but one of the biggest reasons I look forward to playing this gig is because I feel the most challenged at this gig than any of the other gigs I play throughout the month. Every single time I play this gig, I'm always 
very motivated by the other musicians in this band, how great they're playing, the level at which they're playing at, and the way that they help me rise to another level in my musicianship. And if I'm to be a little bit honest with you right now, a little bit vulnerable, I would say that I'm not uh, by any stretch the best player on the bandstand when I play that gig. And to me, that is not a bad thing. You know, there was an old me back when I hadn't matured as much as a musician where I would have looked at that as a threat, where I would have felt intimidated or or even not good about myself because I didn't feel like I was one of the best players on the bandstand. But now my brain has, has a total different way of thinking. My mindset is different. And the way I look at this gig every single time is with pure excitement of the fact that I am going to be improving at a faster pace than I ever could by playing with musicians who I was much better than. Now, when this gig starts approaching, I always practice just a little bit extra because I want to be on top of my game. I always practice some of the things that I know that I'm going to uh, struggle with a little bit. There usually was a tune I didn't know from the previous month that I might want to work up on and brush up on. There's all sorts of challenges that arise at this gig, and I absolutely love the fact that I get to improve. And I've been playing with this band for about four years now. It's been a lot of fun, uh, and it still, every single time, feels like I'm uh, being raised up with this group of amazing musicians and I certainly feel incredibly blessed to be a part of that band. And so we all need to be a part of these kinds of things. Maybe not necessarily a gig, it's okay if it's not a gig that you're on, but at least being approaching musicians that are better than you, whether it just be to jam, whether it be a teacher or other situations that can cause this to happen in your life. Now, where can you find these players that are better than you? Now, chances are, if you're around a lot of musicians already, that's an easy answer. They're right in front of you. You've been watching them from a distance. Maybe you've been friends with them and and you know that they are more advanced players than you. So where can you find them? You can find them at your school. If you're a college student, if you're a high school student, you can find those musicians in your social circle that are better than you. And you need to be seeking them out. You can find them at jam sessions, at public jam sessions. Now, you can always find public jam sessions if you're in a, a bigger metropolitan area. And if you're in a smaller, more rural place, uh, you, you may not have public jam sessions accessible to you. But especially if you know of a jam session, that's likely where you can be finding the players that are more advanced than you. Now, of course, if you're a gigging musician, you can also find them at gigs. You can be trying to seek out the gigs that have the more advanced players playing on them. Teachers are not excluded from this list. Having a great teacher who's a great player to inspire you, to play with you, to push you is really important. And so maybe finding an advanced player is simply just finding a really great teacher and booking some lessons with him or her to get challenged, to get refreshed with more material, more motivation. So around this entire episode today, I want to offer you a challenge for this week or maybe even this month, and that challenge is simple. It is to seek out at least one musician that you know is much more advanced than you and get together with them in whatever setting that you can and play with them and make a relationship with them and try to make a connection, get a little bit of time actually playing with them. 
So that also uh, leads to a question before I jump into the five benefits of doing this, it, it leads to the question of how much better should these musicians be than you? Now that's hard to judge, but I will say that there maybe should be some sort of stipulations in there. I don't know what level your playing is at right now, but maybe if you're a little bit more of a beginner, it may not be the best idea to seek out a musician who, who has a lot more experience, so a lot more talent that, that maybe you can't quite hang with them on that level. And those experiences, playing with musicians like that can be great experiences. Sometimes it can actually be a little bit of a reality check if you're not able to keep up, if you're not quite able to hang. But I do think that there's an ideal situation that you can seek out for finding players that are better than you. And and those players are the ones that I would say are just are just a head better than you. Like you're just a little bit behind. You You have to work a little bit extra harder to keep up than them. I have a really great example of this. When I was first starting out in college, I, I just happened to uh, meet a friend who is still a good friend today, still a great uh, colleague, who had a little bit more years of experience playing jazz than I did. And as soon as I got to college, we met, we clicked, and we were just playing together all of the time we were jamming together we were practicing together we even found a gig where we were playing duo together four times a week i think at one point it was you're we playing four times a week and so we were playing together all the time but what i found is because i had been playing jazz for for much shorter time than this individual i was constantly being challenged and it constantly caused me to 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 reach for this higher level than I was playing at before. But at the same time, I wasn't getting decimated. You know, I was keeping up just fine. I was hanging just fine. I just always found that I was just like, ah, I got to work a little harder. I want to practice a little bit more. And that was a really healthy relationship for me to be in. So I would say if you can find someone like that, that is ideal. Now you can't be picky, but that would be an ideal situation. All right, now I want to go into the five benefits that I think you can get when playing with musicians that are better than you. And number one is it pushes you out of your comfort zone. Number one, it pushes you out of your comfort zone. Now, how often do we get too comfortable with our playing? I want you to ask yourself that question really quickly. How often do you just say, ah, okay, I'm, I'm all right with where I'm at right now? It's okay. I don't really need to improve or I I know I could probably go to that jam session or I know I could probably play with that musician, but it's I just don't want to feel those feelings of anxiety or I I don't want to challenge myself. I'm okay with where I'm at. Now, as soon as you become too comfortable with anything in life, not just jazz, not just music, that's when you stop growing. And I'm not saying that you have to be in this constant state of tension and and, and anxiety or stress. You don't necessarily want to be that, but you always want to be challenging yourself. As soon as you get too comfortable, that means you're going to plateau. You're not going to be improving. And I know that everybody wants to improve. The thing is, sometimes we're lazy. We don't want to work for it. So I don't want you to be comfortable. When you play with musicians that are better than you, it forces you out of your comfort zone. I have to approach this all of the time because sometimes I do just want to stay in my comfort zone. Sometimes I don't want to face the next level up. I want to get to the next level, but I don't know if I necessarily want to put the work in. And that is something we want to avoid. 
So number one, it pushes you out of your comfort zone. Number two, it gives you humility, okay? Number two, it gives you humility. Now, a lot of musicians already have a little bit, I wouldn't call it humility, but self-deprecation. They, they don't give themselves enough credit. But I also find that musicians at the same time have really big egos. They really think very highly of themselves. It's a weird sort of, uh, it's almost like they contradict each other. But a lot of times we can get this sense when we get too comfortable, too used to the way we play, too accepting of the level that we're at, we can sort of feel like we're doing okay, right? And if we play with musicians that are worse than us, which is an okay thing to do, I mean, really the players that are are worse than us are getting some benefit out of us, right? I mean, they're the ones that are getting some help from the way we're playing. But you can start to feel great about yourself, start to feel like you don't need to improve as much. And when you play with musicians that are better than you, that have something to teach you, it can give you humility, Now, this is going to especially happen if you play with someone who's far, far better than you, and perhaps you're not really able to hang with them. Maybe it ends up uh, into an embarrassing situation for you, and that can really give you a little bit of humility on, on, wow, maybe I really do need to work on this. Maybe I really do need to improve. So number two is it gives you humility, and, and, and a dose of humility for musicians is really an important thing to constantly be adding into your routine. You don't want to get too much of it. You want to you wanna get boosts of confidence. Of course you do. You always want to be working on, on feeling confident about yourself, but you also every once in a while want to have a bit of a reality check and, and, and look at someone else who is doing something really well and try to reach for that level. So it gives you humility. Now, number three is it helps you identify your weaknesses. Now, oftentimes as musicians, we can kind of get lost in our playing, right? We, we, we listen to ourselves play all the time. We get used to the way we play. We, we hear ourselves all the time. Sometimes we're not able to really analyze what we're actually doing right or wrong. Or perhaps we just get so accustomed to the way we play that we don't necessarily hear that next level that we need to get to. Now, hopefully we're listening to lots of jazz music, lots of jazz records, and some of the jazz greats and listening for what level we do want to play at. But there is a sort of difference when you go and you actually perform with a musician live who is better than you. It gives you a different perspective. I know this has happened to me many times when I go and play a gig with uh, a lot of players that I feel are a little bit more advanced than me. And then I start hearing some uh, gaps with with where I'm at with playing perhaps over chord changes as compared to them or playing rhythmically as compared to them or how much repertoire I know compared to them. Uh, you could name any vast number of musical situations, but I listen to those things and then I start hearing the difference between me and between them. And it helps me start to listen and think critically about what I need to work on to get better. Perhaps it's a rhythmic thing. Perhaps I feel like I don't have as much rhythmic variety as this advanced player does. Well, then it it signals to me, it helps me hear that difference in a live setting and go, okay, what I need to be working on in the practice room is adding more rhythmic variety to my solos. Uh, perhaps it could be uh, just playing more melodically. Maybe I hear a musician that's just playing real melodic solos and I find that 
I could get to that higher level. And I hear that difference in the way I play and I want to bridge that gap. I want to get to where they're at. Maybe it's navigating chord changes. Maybe uh, I got so used to the way I navigate chord changes and the language that I play over chord changes that when I hear someone else who's playing at an even higher level and hearing what they're doing, it helps remind me of the actual possibilities of what I could be playing. So when you put yourself in the situation where you play with musicians who are better than you, you start hearing things that you weren't hearing before. You're hearing things that you can't hear by just sitting by yourself in a room and even listening back to recording of yourself because it's you. You know, you can't you can't hear the difference in your playing. You're hearing yourself all the time. Or perhaps even if you're playing with a musician who isn't as good as you, all you can really hear is how your playing is a little bit more put together than the other players. That's what you're hearing in your head, right? So it's hard to really identify what you need to work on. When you're playing with these advanced players, it really forces you to do that. Okay, so number three is it helps you identify your weaknesses. Number four, it will cause you to improve more quickly. Number four, it will cause you to improve more quickly quickly. Now, there are two reasons that I think that this happens. The number one reason, the first reason, is that it motivates you. When you play with somebody else, it motivates you. It goes back to number two, where I say it gives you humility. It helps you uh, listen and be like, oh, well, I'm not really as good as I thought I was. I need to get to this next level. Well, it can motivate you. Now, hopefully, it doesn't bring you in the other direction, and and that's, that's a choice that you have to make. You could make the choice here, someone who's way better than you, and just go, oh, I give up. I quit. I don't feel like working on this anymore. I'll never get to that level, or you can tell yourself all these lies, and that's the negative approach to that, or you can approach it in the positive way and allow that experience to motivate you. And when you're motivated, when you when you go out and you get motivated, it causes you to work even harder. It causes you to be even more focused in the practice room. Now, this is a great example of this is if you've ever gone to see like a world-class uh, musician or jazz musician at a club or at a gig at a show and you hear that and you're just like blown away by this show. I know this has happened to me many times. I go to this show of like one of my heroes and I'm like, oh my God, that was insane, right? Like, wow. And then I rush home and, you know, maybe before I wasn't so motivated to practice. Well, now I'm like super motivated to practice. I'm like practicing for hours because I just heard an example of something really awesome, something I want to get to. That's motivation. And when you play with someone like that, it motivates you because like, oh man, I'm not quite there. I'm not quite where that guy is and I want to be there. And so if you channel that into positivity, it turns into motivation. It helps you work harder. And when you work harder, you're naturally going to get better faster. Now, the second reason I think it causes you to improve more quickly is it forces you to reach for a higher level, forces you to reach to a higher level. Again, because you're hearing this player play at this level, even subconsciously, not even consciously, subconsciously, you're, you're going to rise to this level you didn't know you had before. It's sort of like this adrenaline rush where 
you may not have known you were capable of it, but deep down inside, there is this extra level of ability that you could actually reach. And so when you're playing with players at that level, you reach for that higher level. And the opposite has happened to me when I'm playing with uh, a lot of players who maybe aren't quite up to par, who maybe are, are are not even a level back for me, but several levels back for me. And there's some real musical elements missing. I find it's really, really difficult to play at a high level. Um, not only because you're, you're, you know, your weakest player sort of defines how good the music is going to be, but it's also because you're not hearing something to help you push to a higher level. You are really the gauge for that, right? You're the one that people are looking up to. So you don't have this, this ability to look forward. You know, they say that when you're running a race, when runners are running a race, if someone's just a little bit ahead of them, then they're going to work harder, run even faster. But if you're leading the pack, it's hard to get perspective of where you're at. So you may have to focus even harder to keep up your pace, to keep running as fast as possible. When you're slightly behind, you're going to run a little bit harder. So it helps force you to reach for this higher higher level, even on a subconscious level. And so number four in general is it's going to cause you to improve more quickly. It's going to motivate you and it's going to force you to reach for a higher level. All right, now last but not least, number five, it helps you gain confidence. It helps you gain confidence and that might not seem obvious to you at first. I mean, technically I said number two was it gives you humility and sometimes humility and confidence, they seem like they contradict each other, but they really don't. I, I like this quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson, he who is not every day conquering some fear has not learned the secret of life. Now, confidence is not just something that people always naturally have. Like a lot of things, it's something that you have to exercise. It's it's like a muscle that you have to exercise. The more you put yourself into areas where you're going to be challenged, where you're going to have to face some kind of fear, you're going to be exercising this muscle of confidence. You know, if 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 I'm not used to public speaking, which I'm not, and I want to get better at public speaking, how do I get better at it? How do I get better at gaining that confidence of public speaking? It's quite simple, really. I just have to start public speaking. There's no amount of preparation that's going to cause me to be more confident. There's no amount of uh, therapy or meditation that's necessarily going to prepare me for what I'm going to experience out there on that stage. The only way to, to conquer the fear of talking on stage is to actually do it, is to actually start doing it. And so when you're playing with musicians that are better than you, it's going to challenge you. It's going to exercise that confidence muscle of being like, you know what? I'm not as good as that player, but I'm going to put myself in that situation and I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to come out better for it. And I'm not going to be afraid to ask them to play with me. I'm not going to be afraid to put myself in that situation where I can learn and where I can grow. So it helps you gain confidence because it simply exposes it to you more often. All right, so let me do a little recap of today's episode. Number one, it pushes you out of your comfort zone. Number two, it gives you humility. Number three, helps you identify your weaknesses. Number four, it'll cause you to improve more quickly. And number five, it helps you gain 
confidence. I want to challenge you this week, this month, to ask a musician that you respect, that you admire, who you think is a little bit better than you or even a lot better than you to play with you, to get some time where you can actually spend time with them just making music together. That's your challenge. I hope you take me up on it. All right, that's all for today's episode. I want to thank you so much for listening. Thanks for joining me today. And if you have any stories about how you've been challenged by musicians that are better than you and what you learned from that situation, go to our show notes, learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 76. I want to hear from you. Leave a story in the comment section below and share with the group. Now, today's episode is brought to you by our ebook. Zero to Improv, which is an ebook that helps you become a better jazz improviser from the ground up. No stone is left unturned. If you want a very music theory based approach to jazz improvisation, I highly suggest this ebook. We have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who have downloaded this book and have said raving things about it, how great it is, and how it's helped them in their playing. So if you want to learn more about that, go to zero to improv.com. Now, last but not least, if you got some value at today's podcast episode to give back, go to iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. It helps other people find this podcast. It really does help. Now, next week, we're going to be coming out with our episode 77. I look forward to seeing you back then. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask. That's LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.